Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. But right now, we're going to look at the Women's World Cup, the Cricket World Cup, which we've been broadcasting on SCNZ. It's been unbelievable to have um, so much interest in this tournament and so many people keen to get stuck in and really, really... Well, I guess feel passionate about this side, Kimpy. Here's one. White Ferns, it's just heartbreaking because we know they are a better team than that and we have produ- we have not produced in this tournament. That is from Grant Elliott, and I think that sums it all up. Debbie Hockley is a Hall of Famer. She played many times for New Zealand, um, always with honour, and, and I ha- has been following along this tournament as close as anyone. She's been good enough to join us on the show this morning. It's a great privilege to be able to catch up with Debbie in a morning where we probably won't be talking what we want to talk about. Debbie, yesterday a, a hard one to take yet again? Yeah, kia ora, guys. Uh, yes, it was. Um, uh, very gripping match, but I know that the girls, they'll, they'll be completely and utterly devastated after that loss last night. So I feel for them very much. I've I've been in that situation before, you know, when I was playing cricket, especially a um, couple of times, uh, you know, losing very close matches, a couple of times losing World Cup finals, and it's it's very, very gutting, and I think that... Uh, they will. They've got a few days off now before their before their last uh, round robin match against Pakistan and Christchurch on Saturday, and uh, I think they'll be a very <coughs> excuse me subdued bunch. Really thinking of uh, what might have been. Hey, Debbie, disappointing for for players and fans alike. What what needs to change? Do changes need to be made? Um, <coughs> look, I think it's to be to be honest. I think that you know. After after any tournament like this, there'll be you know lots of reflection. And to be honest, I just think it's far too early to talk about things like that, especially since they haven't even finished playing the tournament yet. So I think that all they'll be doing is focusing on seeing if they can have a a really good what may well be the finish to their tournament against Pakistan uh, on Saturday. And I think that that's all that they'll be focusing on. They've got you know the the girls who are in the team they've. They've spent a lot of time preparing for this tournament. Um, you know, they've worked really hard to keep themselves safe from COVID by sort of being in their own bubble, 
Uh, and I think that um, just far too early to talk about things like that when they haven't finished the tournament yet. Debbie, a lot, a lot has been made, and I think unfairly at times, about mental strength and, and fortitude and specific moments because I don't know how you'd even know what exactly a athlete is thinking in the moment they're going about things. So I think that's unfair to kind of criticise and, and run assumptions on that. But what we do know is they've lost big moments in games over and over again. Is there anything you've seen and you've been able to relate back to your own playing days that could explain why they can't win these massive moments in games? Uh, no, I actually, I honestly don't have an answer for that. Um, the only thing I, I suppose is, uh, what would be, what would be, I think what's helpful for teams overseas, like say England, Australia, I think that they perhaps get subjected to a higher level of domestic competition more regularly, so sort of with the Women's Bash Big Women's Big Bash League in Australia uh, and what used to be the Kia Super League in England and now the Hundred, I think players from those countries have the opportunity of playing in more um, pressure situations than we do here in New Zealand. And I do think that uh, the more exposure you have to pressure situations, the more you're adept at managing them when games come around and I think even though we do have um, some of our White Ferns players play in both of those competitions uh, even last year in the Women's Big Bash League for example you know we only had one player but really because of our COVID situation and the quarantining here which is look you know that's just the way it is we've got a global pandemic but I so I think and if the World Cup had perhaps been a year earlier that some of our players would have been playing more in those high-pressure situations. And it's not necessarily something that I think that we get replicated in our domestic cricket here. And I think that experience is really the only way to um, to harden yourself for those situations. So that's probably my assessment of it. And, and also I think that uh, in the game yesterday, for example, you know, we have to give credit to the English bowlers because they had four of their bowlers uh, who uh, ended up with eight wickets between them, only going a little bit more than three and over. And so their execution of their skills yesterday really put pressure on the New Zealand batters as well. So all of those factors contribute. Debbie, so, so if you're you know, looking at the, I guess, the transition and probably doing something um, and changing it up to make a, a significant difference. What would that what would that be in you know knowing being there yourself um, in this side in the future? What what would you what would you change to sort of make this team better? Would it be the the like you're saying of the competition, like getting them up to England or into the Australian competitions or, or would it be something like creating a competition here in New Zealand where they get that hard hard nosed cricket week in, week out? Ah, but it could potentially be a combination of both, I suppose. Um, I think that uh, you know having the having the competition uh, domestically here would be terrific, and I think that you know we we do the the positive thing that I see is that we've got a you know we've got a really good crop of uh, younger players coming through, which will give more competition to the established players, um, and I think that that will be helpful. So. Um, Next domestic season, for example, uh, I would hope that 
uh, you know, within our domestic competition within New Zealand, that there would be, um, you know, stronger competition for places within the white ferns. And it may be that we have, uh, you know, it, once the COVID situation sort of settles down a little bit for New Zealand, I, I really don't think we can kind of underestimate the impact that that's had. Then maybe we will be able to have more players who are able to play both in England and in Australia, because I think that that will ultimately help um, our performance back here. It does become a real chicken-egg scenario, doesn't it, whether you want immediate results so you send them offshore to get that um, level or you invest and you kind of need to do a bit of both. I think that's what you're trying to explain. Well, yes. Part, yeah, and it, yep. and it, it is a, it's like a, it's very complicated. It's not an easy fix. And I don't pity the decision-makers at NZC. Just on a more positive note, though, Debbie, I mean, you've been a, a huge advocate for women's cricket for so long and... Th- have you noticed the la- so the opposite of apathy? We care so much. We're so disappointed. Like, isn't that just awesome that we genuinely are gutted for them because we thought that they could go on to do great things? And in a weird way, like, it's sad that they might not have got the results. But have you noticed the amount of care and interest in cricket during this World Cup? Oh, absolutely. It has been the most amazing tournament. And I've said many times, I, I think it's a miracle that this tournament's happened. And I've been... Very, um, I've said many, many times how much I admire the local organising committee within New Zealand who's worked tirelessly with the ICC and with the New Zealand government just to, you know, we've, we've got to, just to have this tournament taking place, we've got a, we've got a World Cup which has been the most gripping viewing I think of any World Cup and I and I would be I would be happy to say probably you know whether it's men's or women's cricket I think that this World Cup has provided more close finishes and more gripping games than any other that I have either been involved with or seen before so I, I think it's just testament to the amount of work that's gone on to actually host this tournament during New Zealand's worst time of yeah. uh, our pandemic I, I, I look I I seriously think it's a miracle and I think you know we've been treated to some wonderful cricket I totally agree with it it's lovely to talk about the I mean I know it's really disappointing from the white fans point of view but it, it, it it's exactly what you say it's been so nice having the amount of interest you know people talking about the, these players by their first names it's kind of like having a Richie in their team because no one needs to you know explain who Richie is uh, and even the crowd at the game Yesterday at Eden Park, you know, when New Zealand had that wonderful fight back against England, which we shouldn't underestimate either. Um, I, you know, the crowd was clapping every ball and cheering, and it was, you know, it was it was just a huge atmosphere, and that's something that I I really haven't seen here for a very long time. So I think this this whole World Cup here has um, there are far more positives to it than um, the disappointment of the White Ferns uh, perhaps not getting through uh, to the semi-finals. It's been wonderful. I have loved it. Hey, Debbie, so who wins it and why? Uh, I think Australia would be... I think Australia's going to win it and uh, because they've demonstrated not only through this tournament but since the last World Cup tournament in 2017, they have demonstrated that they have... Uh, become such a, a formidable unit. They have talent right throughout their team. They have strong competition for their places and they just they have enough uh, experienced heads that if they get into a difficult situation, they just play their way through it. So for me, Australia will certainly be one of the finalists, but what I'm not sure about at the moment, who, who will be the other final, 
finalist and I don't even know at this point who's going to be the semi-finalist and that shows what a fantastic tournament is where, you, where you've got lots of teams who are still vying for those places. Yeah. So really my, my last point that I'd just like to say if we're finishing soon is while it's really disappointing for the White Ferns and I know that they'll be disappointed, uh, they have shown a lot of grit and determination at points throughout their matches and you, even though they might not have achieved the result that they want to, it's not been through any lack of effort or determination or passion on their part. And I really just want to um, emphasise that point. No, no, and I, I can't see anyone uh, disagreeing with you because, Debbie, from my point of view, you, you've, I've listened and I've watched them be gutted and disappointed in their results. Yep. And I don't think anyone will be beating themselves up more than they are today, this morning. No, um, so, that's correct. Yeah, no, no, take your point and appreciate your time this morning. It's been a pleasure to watch you um, cover this tournament and enjoy the rest of it. Thank you very much. Thanks for the chance to say hi this morning. Cheers. No worries. Debbie Hockley, Hall of Famer, absolute icon of women's cricket. And um, look, makes a couple of good points there. She's glass half full, but without missing the, without kind of skimming over the fact that they have underachieved. And maybe it's a lack of exposure. Is that what we're getting? A lack of exposure? How do you get more exposure? Do you need to send more of them offshore? What does that do to our domestic competition? Richie's fired up. Get rid of the coach. I'm gutted because there are a couple of our all-time greats that this will be more likely the end of their ODI swan song. They have four months to sort themselves out for the T20 at the Com Games. Well, Richie, uh, look, Debbie didn't want to say swing the axe. She says it's too early. I think a lot of people... She's too nice, mate. I think a lot of people will be thinking that. I'd tell you what, change is needed because the talent's there. Something's got to change. Something will change. You can point to selections. You can point to tactics, uh, following through on tactics. The glass half full, yeah, Sophie, Amy, Susie, Katie, Mealy. She's right about the first name thing. Great point. We love we love this team. But glass half empty, they've underachieved hugely, Kimpy. And I, something needs to change. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think home, home ground advantage was massive for me when they came in. I thought they'd at least be in the semis. Um, and once you get through to tournament semis, mate, it's all it's anyone's, anyone's, you know. So um, they they will be bitterly disappointed that that's not going to happen for them. So I can guarantee you that the rev- the people that review this whole campaign will be going right. Well, how do we make it better? And we can, we're not going to go around with this again. And there will be change coming. Yeah, you'd suspect so. Uh, you're right. Bitterly disappointed. Here's Amy Satterthwaite. Listen to the listen to this. Listen to the, the tone of her voice after she, after the game last night. And Debbie is also right. No one will be more gutted than they are this morning. Yeah, it's never a nice position to be in when you're relying on other results. And um, I think coming into today, we felt like we still had it, I guess, in our control. And um, yeah, it's pretty gut wrenching to get that close and not quite get over the line um, and, and feel like you're. I guess standing on the edge of the cliff, borderline out of the competition. Yeah, I think that's the frustrating part is I really felt like we turned a corner against India in the series before this tournament um, as a group and we started to put some consistent totals on the board around that sort of 260, 270 and everyone was playing their role superbly and um, but we've obviously had some things not go our way um, today with the likes of Sophie's injury. Um, we've obviously lost Lauren Down coming into this tournament, but I still back the people that were in this lineup to um, produce bigger scores than what we have been. And um, I think sometimes we possibly get a little bit ahead of ourselves and think we need more than we do. And um, just sort of, I guess, a bit of guts and determination to take it a little bit 
deeper um, to be able to get that score on the board. I thought Maddie and myself had absorbed a little bit today and were just starting to turn a quarter and gain a little bit of momentum and my wicket was really poor timing in that sense and unfortunately after that it was a little bit of dominoes. A world away from the bubbly, positive, upbeat, mm. optimistic self she was with us on Wednesday morning last week. Mm. A world away, Kimby. Yeah, she was. And, and, you know, really hard to, to go into a room after a disappointing loss like that, especially when you've got so much on the line and have that um, eloquent um, way of being able to get her message across. And, and be, behind that message, she was basically saying, we knew we were good enough. We just didn't deliver. Didn't get runs from places you need runs, didn't execute bowling plans or didn't have bowling plans in place when you needed them. Clamps weren't on. You only get one shot at a World Cup at home every once in a while and that's why it's painful. It's painful for us. We've got behind the team and it's painful for the the team themselves and, of course, Bob Carter, Jacob Warham. We'll follow this and we'll see what happens, you know. We'll, I'll be so curious to see what the world, what the Women's World Cup uh, women's T20 side looks like, as Richie points out, towards the end of this year, and then the next three years, huge period, a make or break period for uh, the White Ferns because the Black Ferns, that's uh, the Black Ferns, the Black Caps, well, they're flying high, they've got it right. How do we replicate that? What sort of exposure do the White Ferns need? 0800 150 the Kennard's higher phone line is there. If you've got any answers for us, I'd love to know. What do they need? Well, double eight, double three, the Temper Bed Post text machine. We're back to have a long look at. The weekend on the punt with Paulie Mawadi. The party. After this, it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempi and Louie here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.